Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about safety in your relationships. Now, I want to discuss this because I came across something that really struck a chord on social media last night and I actually took a screenshot of this post because of the details that were contained within it and I'm gonna read it now this is a posting on Instagram and the account is Dr. Elizabeth Frederick not Frederick Frederick okay and here's what the posting reads It is impossible to feel safe in a relationship where there is repeated dot dot dot. Then underneath there is a list. And now I'm going to read the list. Okay. It says breaches of trust and broken promises. Actions not aligning with words. Inability to self-regulate when feeling triggered or upset. Criticism, put downs, and condescending comments inconsistency in showing up for each other's needs and wants conflict that is not effectively processed through or resolved requests for a behavior change yet the behavior never changes lack of quality time together for connection and intimacy violation of boundaries and then in parentheses it says emotional physical spiritual etc use of poor communication and or conflict resolution skills and a lack of mutuality in efforts towards relational improvements and when i came across this this really struck a nerve and i'm going to explain to you why something that is a repetitive pattern in my life is a multitude of these different behaviors right and allowing them to continue etc and this is one of the things where i'm striving to not repeat said patterns okay and so um i'm gonna circle back now to a conversation that i had with the guy that I was seeing for like three months, right? So, not the last time we were in person together, but the time before that, he came over and stayed the evening with me, okay? And now that night, he ended up coming over, I think it was probably two to three hours after we had discussed him coming over. And I will be forward with you and say, I believe it was done in this way as an avoidance maneuver because, you know, like my opinion, now my, I know this is not facts, however, the evidence points towards something. In my opinion, he had some kind of a hang up when it came to coming here, like it seemed as though every time it came up in the context of conversation uh, there was always some kind of an excuse as to why he
he couldn't come here. Uh, there was always some type of delayed action in that. And this is something that I had brought up multiple times as soon as I noticed the pattern. Okay. So for me, this is, this is one of the things that was not appropriately addressed or resolved at any of the points that I brought it up. So, um, first of all, like, this is obviously indicative based on, you know, my past history that if, if this is what's occurring in this circumstance, you know, within the first couple months of being involved with somebody, what this is telling me, you know, is that this is normal. You know, this is normal behavior. This is this is what is going to be the norm. Um, is if like rather than if finding a solution, you know, or attempting to find a resolution of some kind of a middle ground compromise, whatever, I am just going to receive, you know, some form of excuse about the why without, you know, any resolutionary attempts made, okay? So this is one, and this actually kind of ties into a couple of those things that were listed because, you know, obviously this is, you know, the whole thing about, you know, changing behaviors with requests multiple times and then, you know, the lack of effort kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's, two, it's a twofer. It's a two-for-one special, right? And so, having lived this already, like, I understand what I do and don't have the capacity for in terms of repeating these patterns. Like, I don't, I don't have the capacity for that shit anymore. So, and then we had a conversation that time that he came over in which I had openly expressed some circumstances that were bothering me um, and one of them that seemed to be the most impactful at that time was I guess I'd call it residuals from an incident that had occurred where um, we had gone out for some dinner and I had an anxiety attack, right? Like, now granted, he removed me from the circumstance, but then um, basically brought me home. And I don't know how to elaborate on this further uh, correctly, so I'm going to give it the old college try. The impression that I got ever since that occurred was that... Um, Basically, my feelings were an inconvenience to him, and I ruined his fucking fancy pre-planned dinner. I don't know how to describe that any differently, but that's, you know what I mean? Like, at a subconscious level, that was the vibe that I got off of that circumstance. You know? Based on, you know, the interactions that occurred after we had left. And the responses that I received from that. And so, like, and let me elaborate a little bit more, too. One of the things that, you know, he had said to me when 
I was getting out of the car to go into the house was not to make this a bigger deal than it needs to be. And like on one hand I can kind of see his perspective but then on the other hand like there's something about that statement that is very um, dismissive you know um, it, it is very dismissive of you know everything that was going on in me at the time that that happened but at the same time like one of the things like that my personal opinion is is like this is like the trigger you know what I mean like this incident is the trigger that kind of made me understand like you are not a safe person for me to have emotions with you know that's that in this like two and a half hour long fight that we had in a car ride um yeah like both of these incidents like I don't I don't know how to elaborate on it further but there's something about these two things where like the entirety of it just told me like I can't you I can't have my feelings with you you are not a safe person for me to have my feelings with and so you know I didn't that's you know pretty much sums it up in a nutshell and so I had a conversation with him about this one of the last two times that we were in person together and I didn't really receive any kind of response but I did express in the conversation that you know that these are the feelings that I'm having and I don't know how to move past it you know what I mean like I expressed that like I don't know how to move past this you know in like a positive way and it's, it's got me feeling kind of stuck, you know? And then, like, from there, between that night and then, you know, the, I guess I would say the present, our conversations got just really, I don't know, like... I would call it like really negative or like really toxic or whatever and in my mind like so I can understand parts of his perspective I can um, we were coming up on the one-year anniversary of his mother's passing and it is like a fucking flashing sign you know there is a lot of evidence that he has a lot of things pertaining to you know childhood wounding within the family structure uh, most specifically with his mother that he I don't I wouldn't necessarily say hasn't dealt with but hasn't like fully processed and moved past you know like there's a lot of unhealthy behavior patterns that are tied to that in my opinion you know what I mean like I could be way off it could just be like well you're fucking immature but trying to give the benefit of the doubt trying to be understanding here right and so like the way the conversation started going like for the first thing I noticed this is behaviorally right is that it got to the point where 
anytime we were spending time together, I was the one that was initiating those plans. You know what I mean? Like I was the one that was initiating the plans for me to go over and see him. And so for me, this is just one more thing that reminds me of the marriage that I walked away from. Right. And it seemed like these things were compiling, like just compiling and compiling and compiling. And at some point or another, I brought this up in conversation and it's just one of those things where it never really got addressed or resolved. You know what I mean? And I guess this is the area where I had a different expectation as to what I was getting, you know, from the circumstance. I had a completely different expectation based on the conversations we had had at the onset. Like I anticipated uh, more receptivity and more reciprocity. And that is not what I got. Um, so, and I don't know how much of that is like, this is legitimately who he is or how much of that is, this is legitimately who he is at his worst. And so what's your, you know what I mean? There's like death anniversaries and things like that. They can cloud your vision, you know, they can definitely impact moods and stuff. But at the same time, like, I just think to myself, like realistically speaking, that in those moments I'm seeing the worst of what this person has to offer, and the worst of what this person has to offer has entirely too many parallels to what I walked away from. Now granted, there were some differences as well, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I would say at least in the moment, my ex was better at putting on a front of maturity in the context of the conversations at times. Now, I'm not going to say all the time because definitely not all the time, but there were at least more opportunities to have mature conversation with my ex on, you know, difficult topics than what I experienced with this guy. And so... There's something about that that just doesn't quite sit well with me um, because of where I'm at in my life, you know, like I think it's really important to be receptive to feedback because that's the only way you're going to improve is through, you know what I mean, honest observation and the ability to listen and receive what you're being given. And so, like, I know I'm not perfect at this. Like, right at the at the present moment, the, the area where I could probably use to improve on this the most is in the working environment. But, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm giving myself, you know, the patience to receive whatever information I'm being given. And then, you know, try to move forward and be better. Because that's really all there is. And so, at some point... When I noticed these patterns developing and when I noticed that, you know, there seems to be no interest in any kind of modification, you know what I mean? Ownership and, you know, alteration, of course. Um, one of the other things that was coupled with that was these very depressing messages where 
Now, this is one of those things where, again, I don't know how to describe this without sounding like an asshole, so I'm gonna sound like an asshole here, and I'm just gonna fucking own that, right? Um, it seemed like there was a very heavy connotation in a lot of the messages that I was receiving from him about how everything, like, what was wrong in his life? You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that was wrong in his life, and it was very much, um, it was just very downtrodden and I would almost go so far as to say the context of the communication seemed like it was intentionally worded in a way where the writer's desire seemed to want to draw empathy, sympathy, pity, attention, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it seemed like the way that it was written, like it's the goal is to draw an emotion out of somebody, you know, sounds like a dickish thing to say, but that was my perception of everything I read. Now, granted, I did respond to this, uh, to the best of my ability, but some of the things that I responded to, like I asked honest questions, you know, like when, when it's all about like, you know, I, you know, life sucks and all this other stuff in the way that it's written, it's like I asked, so what are you doing to change it? You know, because at the end of the day, like when your life sucks, these are questions you should be asking yourself. They're fucking hard questions. I know this because I've experienced this, you know, but I think for me personally, a lot of these things have come from the experiences that I've had. My ability to ask myself these questions stems from all of the experiences that I've had and wanting to change and be better, you know, in varying capacities from where I was, you know, be it outward circumstances, inward circumstances, whatever, you know, it all, like at the end of the day, like it all starts with you. And that's the fucking truth. Like this is something that the older I get and the more I experience and the more that I engage with other people, I'm realizing that your outward reality is a reflection of your inward reality. So, and how you feel about yourself. So if you're down on yourself and you hate yourself and all this other stuff, your outward reality is a reflection of that. You know, the engaging that you have with other people is a reflection of the hatred that you have for yourself. And so and able to get through that and get past that, like, there's work to be done, motherfucker. Like, I hate saying that, but seriously, though, there is work to be done. There's things that need to be addressed and able to get to a point where that is not your reality anymore. Where, you know what I mean? That's not your internal reality and that is not your out external reality, you know? And so... Like, I didn't receive good responses when I asked these questions. A lot of the commentary that I got back came across as being very sarcastic and very snide, you know? And don't get me wrong, I'm in love with you. I am a huge fan of sarcasm, you know, in the right time and place. Like, to me, like, sarcasm and passive aggressiveness don't have a home in places where you're having a serious dialogue you know, especially like in a, in a heightened emotional circumstance, those aren't the times for your sarcasm and your passive aggressive behavior. 
you know like when you're having when you're in a highly emotional state the mature thing to do is to just be able to be you know raw and honest and vulnerable that's what's needed to progress from you know in communication okay like this is not internal just to progress in communication there has to be open dialogue there has to be you know what i mean those things and so there were a couple of times when i received this and like i couldn't help but flip the switch and go you know what i mean like throw that kind of um dialogue or engagement back at him and like I wasn't doing it because um I wanted to make him feel bad but I think it was more so to prove a point of like but obviously inflection and tone was missing so I'm sure the point was missed but at the end of the day our perception is our reality and I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, you know, to that effect, you know, these are childhood wounds that I've, you know, childhood wounds that he was triggering in those moments. And like afterwards, like I sat with that shit, man. And when I was sitting with that shit, what I realized is like this engagement is bringing out parts of me that I don't want to be anymore you know like let's just call it like I see it that's exactly what this is this engagement is bringing out parts of me that I don't want to be anymore they're bringing out the parts that I you know what I mean I like that I don't feel the necessity in communicating with people in that way you know because if there's authenticity in the dialogue, you know, if it's just honest and vulnerable and sincere, then these tools are unnecessary. You know, if both parties are receptive, these tools are unnecessary. And the only thing this does is causes, you know, more distance. And that kind of sat inside me for a while. Like these feelings that this isn't the person I want to be anymore. Like I like sarcasm as much as the next guy when it comes to, you know what I mean, banter. But when it comes to things getting raw and real and vulnerable, this is not the communication style that I want to engage in this you know what I mean like having that awareness of like this is not fucking healthy this is not productive um all this is is it's fighting you know what I mean it's basically being combative for no fucking reason whatsoever you know and that's kind of how I started to view things is that you know I in my mind and I stand by this one this is a hill I will fucking die on in my mind he was poisoning his communication in such a way that he wanted to receive a response 
you know? And there were times when I didn't respond the way he wanted me to, that he would express that to me, you know, the response that he was expecting and anticipating. And in that, um, I can look at that one of two ways. Either this is intentional in you're doing this to try to break me down and mold me into the person that you want me to be, or you don't understand how much what you say impacts the person that you're engaging with in those communications. And I'm a level with you. At the end of the day, to me, like, when it comes to my own better well-being, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, which is a crazy thing to hear me say. I don't care why you're communicating to me in this way. What I do care about is that this is not okay with me. I do not accept this because this is unhealthy communication. Um, so this unhealthy communication coupled with what felt like a lack of effort to me and then you know this I don't know deflection or like justification of you know why there's the lack of effort in this area that I have expressed as important to me just tells me that this is going to be an ongoing thing. Like this is a pattern establishing right now that is not being addressed and course corrected. And so all of our interactions pretty much for the last, I'm going to say month to month and a half are nothing but red flags to me, you know, absolutely nothing but red flags to me. And so I because I thought it was in my best interest, I chose not to continue to pursue romantic involvement with this person. Because I'm not fucking repeating these cycles again. Like, I've done this once, I know how it goes, and I'll be honest with you, and say parts of this involvement have actually made me appreciate um, the marriage that I walked away from, which is really weird. But... I'm going to sign off for now and I think I'm going to talk more about this in a part two because I don't feel like I'm done with this. So in the meantime, have a great day and everybody be well.